Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Brewer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. Hello, my loves. This is present day Julie bringing you an episode that I actually recorded six months ago. Talk about a cliffhanger. I recorded and released episodes one and two in my series called Intuitive Eating with Light Structure, where we went into a ton of detail about what intuitive eating with light structure is, how to implement it in your life, how to set up every single meal so that you feel full and satisfied and you can release the obsessive thoughts around food. And in this episode, part three, just a casual six months later, we're going to talk all about the plus one strategy, which is really the icing on top. It's the strategy that helps you learn how to incorporate all the foods you love into an overall healthy, abundant way of eating. As I have explained in both part one and two of this series, I share some details about my experience with some disordered eating habits that I was going through when I was at my lowest point with food in this episode. So if that's not something that you are in a space that you want to hear about or that would be supportive in your journey, please feel free to skip this episode. I just want you to protect your peace. There will be many episodes in the future where we discuss mindset and other things that aren't related to nutrition. So please feel free to skip this if your mental health is in a place where you don't feel that learning strategies and tools about nutrition or hearing my examples of thoughts I may have had around food in the past would be supportive of you at this point. However, if you are in a place where it feels comfortable to learn about strategies, tips, and routines so that you can incorporate all foods into your lifestyle and learn how to do that in a way that allows you to release control around food while still maintaining some structure so that you can be a health-focused person and still enjoy the foods that you love, then I think you'll really enjoy this episode. Without further ado, let's get to it. Hello, my sweet, sweet, sweetie pies. (laughs) I don't know why I'm starting the podcast like that. I'm just in a weird and goofy mood, okay? Welcome back to the Healthy and Happy Podcast. Today is part three and the final part of my Intuitive Eating with Light Structure series, and we are discussing my plus one strategy. So in part one, we covered what is Intuitive Eating with Light Structure and how to do it. In part two, we got to the nitty gritty details of GPF, which stands for Greens, Protein, Fat, and Fiber and how to structure every single meal so that you feel full, satisfied, and content. Those parts are critical to listen to before this episode because it will make this episode make so much more sense. So if you want to learn about intuitive eating with light structure, how to eat in a way that supports being a health-conscious person while still enjoying foods you love and not feeling restricted, and you want to find a pathway to intuitive eating and food freedom, definitely listen to this series in order. And also, please remember, I wrote a whole book on these topics. It's called Healthy and Happy, Find Food Freedom and Create the Body You Love. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, pretty much anywhere books are sold. And it is the roadmap to food freedom. It also includes recipes, GPF recipes, as well as an eight-week program to help you learn how to do this on your own. So definitely check that out, but let's dive into the plus one strategy. 
So if there's anything that's changed the game for me in nutrition, other than making sure I'm eating enough food using the GPF strategy, it is my plus one strategy. The plus one strategy is honestly my favorite thing because it is the thing that allows me to indulge in all of my favorite foods on a weekly or sometimes even daily basis while still maintaining my overall health and not feeling like I'm going overboard or feeling guilty for eating foods that I love to eat. Let me just tell you, when I was at the height of my food obsession and I would eat anything that I didn't consider a quote-unquote healthy food, I would feel so guilty, I would feel so shameful, and most of the time it led me to overeat by a lot, which led to even more feelings of guilt and shame and overwhelm, and I was stuck in that cycle for years. The plus one strategy is literally the strategy that allows me to have my cake and eat it too, enjoy it without guilt, while still supporting one of my core values, which is being a healthy person. Because I eat now based on how I want to feel, which I talked about in part one of this series, and I have a whole podcast episode talking about eating for how you want to feel versus how you want to look, I will leave those both in the show notes below, but I want to feel healthy. I want to feel energized. I know that if I'm eating cookies and chocolate and cake and all those things all day, I'm not feeling my best. I don't have as much energy. I don't have as much mental clarity. I need to take a nap in the middle of the day. And that's just not a feeling that I like. So once I felt what it feels like to be healthy, but not be obsessed, I knew I found the ticket to success. And that's what I'm sharing with you today. The plus one strategy really only makes sense if you know what GPF is, which is why I encourage you to listen to part two in detail and implement those strategies first, because what you're going to do is create a GPF meal using the techniques that I outlined in that episode, and then you decide what you want to indulge in and enjoy a serving of it. It's really that simple, and that's why I love it. So essentially what you're doing is you're filling up on healthy food, GPF, which stands for greens, protein, fat, and fiber. You're getting a super balanced amount of food with protein, fat, carbohydrates, and then you can also, in addition to that, add on a plus one. Now, I don't look at foods as treat foods or cheat foods. I just look at them as part of life. Food is an experience that is meant to be enjoyed. It's okay to have cake at birthday parties. It's okay to go out and have pizza on a date. It's okay to have a glass of wine with your friends. And we shouldn't feel guilty about those things. Food is emotional. Food is experiential. And it is something I believe is meant to be enjoyed. I really believe that all foods fit into a healthy diet. And for me, the goal is to make choices that are going to help me feel my best. Even if that does mean having pizza or cake or sweets or whatever it happens to be. When I'm focused on how I want to feel, I'm not interested in eating the whole pizza anymore because it doesn't make me feel good. One or two slices, three slices, that might make me feel good. But that's when I'm paying attention to my hunger and fullness cues, which I go into great detail about in my book. So with the GPF and plus one strategy, it allows you to fill up on healthy, satisfying food while still indulging in what you want. And what it helps you avoid is quote unquote saving up your calories to have a quote unquote cheat meal, which is what I used to do, which is not a healthy mindset to be in because I would not eat all day because I knew I was going to get pizza that night as an example, but then I would eat a whole pizza and then I would feel like crap. And then I would vow to myself that, okay, I need to start again tomorrow and I need to eat healthy again. Not a good habit or mindset to get stuck in. So now what I do is I enjoy one or two slices of pizza because I've eaten an adequate amount throughout the day. I don't save up for anything. I eat like I normally do. And then I know how to indulge without going overboard in a way that makes me feel too full or guilty or shameful. So let's talk about how to apply the plus one strategy in a real life scenario. 
Hello, this is Julie from the future popping in just for a second to let you know that as I was editing this podcast, I noticed that in this upcoming section, this example that I give about future you, I pop back and forth between first and second person. So I alternate between using I and we and you and it's annoying me. You may not have noticed as you listen to it, but I just wanted to pop in and let you know that I'm annoyed but I don't want to re-record the whole thing. So I feel like you're going to pick up what I'm putting down. The whole point was so that you see yourself in the example, in my example. So that's why I think I got confused when I was recording it and I kept saying I, but then I would say you. You'll see what I'm talking about. Just wanted to throw that out there so you're not like, what the heck is going on here? Maybe that's just the perfectionist in me, but done is better than perfect and we're just going to go with it. So enjoy this example of both of us experiencing a really solid relationship with food. I want to chat about this plus one strategy example from a future you perspective because I want to show you what's possible for you when it comes to food freedom and living a life that's free from obsession around food or calories or your body. Let's say you and your partner decide, okay, we're gonna go out for a pizza night. You right now or you in the past might have this mentality like I mentioned before, where you feel like you need to save up all week or all day. You have to eat super healthy or super clean in order to allow yourself to go on this date and have this pizza. And overall, you just have this restrictive mindset around food where it feels like you're always needing to save up for what you're going to eat or you eat something quote unquote bad and then you have to make up for it by exercising or restricting again. That is you right now. I'm sending you a huge hug because that was there for years and years. So I promise you it is possible for you to find food freedom with intention and action and practice, which is what we're talking about. But let's say you've been reading my book, you've been listening to the podcast, you've been trying on all of these different action items and tips in order to help you live your healthiest, happiest life. Instead of having the mentality that you need to save up for this pizza night with your partner, you say, you know what, I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to have a full GPF breakfast. Let me make my GPF smoothie. I'm going to pack that baby up with protein, fat, carbohydrates so that I feel fueled for my workout that I'm going to do because I deserve to move my body. It feels so freaking good to move my body. I love my body so much that I want to move it because it makes me feel strong. Then when I get home, I'm going to have some lunch. I'm going to make a substantial portion of lunch because I just worked out. I need to rebuild that muscle that I broke down in my workout and I want to feel full. I want to feel satisfied and amazing. And you know what? Dinner tonight is not until 7, which means we're going to get to the restaurant at 7. We're probably not going to eat until 7.30 or 8. So I'm going to have a nice snack, a GPF mini meal snack before I go to the restaurant. I don't want to get there. I don't want to be too hungry. I want to feel content and satisfied when I sit down to start eating my meal. So I'm going to have an apple and a couple handfuls of nuts. Then I'm going to go to the restaurant. I'm not going to feel starving. I'm not going to feel out of control around food. I'm going to sit down and the first thing I'm going to order is the GPF part of my meal. So I'm going to get a huge salad topped with chicken, lots of vegetables, a full fat dressing like olive oil and balsamic, and I'm going to have that come out before the pizza comes out. Because when the pizza comes out, I don't want to be starving to the point where I feel like I need to eat the whole thing to feel satisfied because I know that's not going to make me feel good after. So I'm enjoying my date with my partner. We have a glass of wine. I'm eating my salad with chicken on it. I'm excited for the pizza, but I'm not obsessing about it. I'm not white knuckling my way through this conversation, just hoping that the pizza comes soon and praying because I'm so hungry. I feel calm. I feel relaxed. I feel present in the conversation with my partner. 
I can really enjoy his company because I'm not worried about how I'm going to make up for this pizza that I'm eating later. Or I'm not so hungry that I'm spaced out because I haven't eaten because I've been trying to save up for this meal. Finally, the pizza comes out. It's delicious. I'm mindful as I'm eating it. I'm fully present with the meal in my conversation with my partner. The first slice of pizza tastes amazing. You pick up the second slice, tastes just as good. You start to notice yourself getting pretty full towards the end of the second slice. So you decide, I'm just going to take a few bites of a third slice of pizza. And then you start to notice you're about a seven or an eight on the hunger and fullness scale, which means you're satisfied but not stuffed. And you decide, this is enough for tonight. I'm going to pack up the rest. I'll have more pizza left over for lunch tomorrow. So not only do you get to enjoy your pizza tonight and not feel one ounce of guilt about it, and not feel like you need to rush home and make up for it or not eat tomorrow, you can have your pizza again tomorrow because that's the beauty of living a life of food freedom. And because you are a health conscious person, you know that you're going to wake up tomorrow, you're going to have a delicious GPF meal, which has an abundance of protein, fiber, healthy fats, and then you're going to do the plus one strategy again for lunch tomorrow because you still have leftover pizza. So maybe you have another salad along with your pizza. And bam, that is what's possible when you experience a life of food freedom. You are making food choices based on how you want to feel. You want to feel energized. You want to feel healthy. You want to feel vibrant. You want to feel strong in your workouts. You want to feel like you're thriving and not just surviving. You want to feel like you can focus your attention and energy on things that aren't just food or your body. And that is totally possible. And that is what GPF and the plus one strategy help you to accomplish. Now, if you listen to that example, hopefully you were able to see yourself in it. But if you weren't, if it seems like, oh my God, that seems so far out of where I am right now. I have no idea if that's even possible for me. Just know that like anything else in life, it takes practice and it takes intention and it takes trial and error. So there are going to be times when you're like, oops, I didn't eat enough today. I went on my date night. I had that pizza and I ate the whole thing. I kind of feel too full. Now these feelings of guilt and shame are kind of starting to come up a bit. This feels an awful lot like how I'm used to feeling or how I used to feel. And this doesn't feel very good. That's okay. That's going to happen. There will be times when you overeat. There will be times when you don't do GPF perfectly or the plus one strategy perfectly. Heck, I've been doing this for years and years and I still don't do it perfectly. The difference is now I carry no guilt or shame around my food choices. So even if there is the odd time that I eat beyond the point of fullness and I feel physically uncomfortable, I just take that as a learning experience and just reflect on it and say, yeah, I probably didn't eat enough today. That's what made me want to eat this whole pizza tonight. It's cool. I'll wake up tomorrow. I'll move my body because that's what feels good for me. I'll have a GPF breakfast because that's what I usually do. And truthfully, I don't give it a second thought. But just know that this has taken me years to get to that point. For a great percentage of my 20s, I'm 31 now. A great percentage of my 20s was spent thinking about food. Even if I was currently eating a meal, I was thinking about when I was going to have my next meal. I was always thinking about how much to eat, when to eat, if what I was eating was good enough. I was always living in fear that somebody was going to invite me out to dinner because I had no idea how to eat like a quote unquote normal person without bringing my own Tupperware of food there. It was a whole thing. So if you're struggling with that, again, I send you so much love because I know how dark that place can be. And I also hope that by listening to this podcast and reading my book that you start to experience or try on the idea that this can be your life. You can experience food freedom. You can live a life where you're not constantly thinking about food or obsessing about how your food is affecting your body and trying to manipulate your food so that it manipulates your body and you're just in that vicious cycle. 
Before we leave, let me just give you a few tangible examples of what a plus one could look like, just so you're not like, okay, cool, I know what to do for pizza night, but what do I do any other day of the week? I'm just going to give you a few of the examples that I list in my book. So GPF meal could be steak, potato, and asparagus, and then your plus one could be a glass or two of wine. GPF meal could be salmon, rice, and roasted vegetables, and olive oil, and your plus one could be a slice of cake to celebrate a birthday. A GPF meal could be an omelet with a ton of veggies and some cheese for extra fat. And then your plus one could be a waffle or a pancake drizzled with maple syrup and topped with fruit. That's one of my favorite things to do as my GPF and plus one strategy if I'm having breakfast out. Getting breakfast or brunch is honestly my favorite thing in the world. So I'll usually get a big omelet loaded with veggies and then I'll bum a few bites of Mark's waffle or pancake. I usually make him get like the most elaborate pancake or waffle situation and then steal half of it. Or if not, I'll order my own because I just, I love a little something sweet with breakfast and brunch. You know what I mean? And then last one, you could do a burger with all the toppings and share a basket of fries and ketchup as your plus one. And the reason we want to fill up on the GPF meal first or alongside our plus one is because especially in the beginning, it's a lot easier to pay attention to your body's hunger and fullness cues when you're eating nutrient dense foods. A huge part of GPF and learning what portion sizes work for you because the portion sizes aren't cut and dry, they're different for every single person, is learning to listen to your hunger and fullness cues. That's a lot harder to do when you're eating things like chips or cookies or cake or foods that are called hyperpalatable, which means they're designed to be the perfect amount of crunchy and salt and sweet to keep you eating. Like packaged food, as an example, is an example of hyperpalatable food. There are companies who spend billions of dollars engineering the perfect amount of crunch and saltiness or sweetness that keep you addicted to the food and keep you eating it and craving it over and over again. That's why it's so easy to eat a whole box of Cheez-Its or a whole bag of goldfish or a whole bag of chips. Maybe that's just me, but I could easily eat a whole bag of any of those things because they're so crunchy and cheesy and delicious. And it's so much harder for me to recognize that I'm full because they're designed to keep you eating. It's a lot harder to overeat a nutrient-dense meal full of protein, fat, and carbohydrates. Like eventually, if you're having, let's say, steak, potatoes, and asparagus, there's a point where you're like, okay, I feel satisfied and content because it's the perfect amount of protein, fat, and carbohydrates to make you feel satiated and full. That's why we start with GPF first or alongside the plus one strategy because it allows you to listen to your body's hunger and fullness cues and learn what actually helps you feel your best, what types of foods and in what amount. One question I get about plus ones pretty frequently, especially when I introduce this to my clients, is how many plus ones should I have? And like most things, it depends. I know that's a super annoying answer that you probably don't want to hear, but every person is so different and everyone's goals are so different. As an example, during certain periods of my life, especially when I was learning how to let go of food rules, I gave myself the permission to have a plus one at every single meal. Does that mean I had a plus one at every meal? No, but I knew that I could. Because when I gave myself that amount of leniency, I noticed that even after a few days, I didn't crave those foods as much. They weren't so off limits and so taboo. That's one of the things that keeps us craving or wanting those off limits or quote unquote bad foods that we label because we tell ourselves we're not allowed to have them. Think about when you were a kid and your mom said, nope, you're not allowed to do that it made you want to do it more. It's the same thing when you label a food as bad. You start to crave it more. It's just natural human tendency. There's nothing wrong with you for doing that. That's just how we are wired. Somebody tells you, don't do that. You're like, I'm going to do that. (laughs) 
And at this point in my life, I've found that eating a plus one every other day, every couple days seems to be a solid strategy. That's what makes me feel my best. And there are certain days where I'm hungrier than others. There are certain weeks when I'm hungrier than others. I just listen to my body and I'm constantly checking in with what's going to make me feel good. And yes, sometimes that looks like having a couple of chocolate turtles after lunch every day. It is what it is and it makes me feel good and it makes me happy. So that's what I do. As always, go with the flow. Listen to what your body needs. That is a practice. It is an art. It is something you're going to learn over time. You can trust that in different seasons of your life, your body will have different needs. So for example, the more active you are, the more food you may want, the more your body may be telling you, hey, I need more food. That may come in the form of more frequent plus ones as well. Other times, let's say you're more sedentary, you're not as active, and you might not crave as many plus ones. That's totally fine too. Again, I say this all the time, but it always is going back to how do you want to feel? For example, if I'm trying to work on something that's super meaningful to me, like recording this podcast where I need to have mental clarity, I need to feel sharp, I need to be able to think on my toes. Talking to yourself into a microphone for hours at a time is not the easiest thing in the world. So it's not in my best interest to eat a bunch of chocolate after lunch. Whereas sometimes that choice to eat chocolate is in alignment because I'm just chilling and I don't need to necessarily be mentally sharp and my body wants some chocolate and chocolate is going to make me feel good. So it's trying to be objective about it and trying to utilize the GPF and plus one strategies in your real life and real life scenarios. Let's say you have body composition goals, your plus ones might be less frequent, but again, this is so individual. It's on a person by person, case by case basis. So I will say it again, play around with it. Find what works for you. If you are trying to adopt more of a food freedom mentality, maybe you can start with giving yourself permission to have a plus one at every meal like I did. If you have body composition goals where you are focusing on weight loss during this season of your life, find a number of plus ones that feels good for you. Maybe start with two or three per week. If that feels too restrictive, add more. If that feels like too much, go down to less. Just check in with yourself. Keep checking in. Keep being the detective of your own body. And soon you will start to learn that your body is your best friend. It is always sending you signals if you just tune in and listen. Let's stop treating our body like the enemy. Let's learn how to eat in a way that supports our health, that makes our body feel good, that gives us energy, mental clarity, supports our overall vision of being a healthy and happy person, and allows us to eat food in an experiential way with our friends and family that we can enjoy. We can cook meals with the people that we love. We can enjoy meals out. We can have fun with food. It doesn't have to be this boring, strict, regimented thing. Food freedom is really about eating in a way that supports living a healthy lifestyle and also allowing food to fulfill you on an emotional level too, without obsessing about it, without controlling it, without manipulating it, and without only seeing it in this black and white way that it's a tool to manipulate or change your body. Food is so much more than that. And our bodies are so much smarter than that. They are just here to help us. They are here to try to keep us alive. They are here to support us. So let's start treating our bodies with more kindness. And part of that kindness is practicing techniques like the GPF and plus one strategy that help us to get to know ourselves better, that help us get to know our bodies on a deeper level so that we can start supporting them in the way that they've always supported us. Your body has always breathed without you having to do anything. Your heart has been beating since the moment you've been born. Your body is digesting your food without you thinking about it. Let's start appreciating all the ways that our body works for us and stop looking at it as the enemy. Food freedom is the ticket to looking at your body as your friend. 
As you leave this episode series all about intuitive eating with light structure, I hope that you will start practicing these principles, even if there's one small thing that stuck out to you in all three of these episodes that you're like, you know what, that sounds like something I could try. Start there. That is your body speaking to you saying, you know what, this is the thing I need to do. That's how you start to trust yourself. When we start to talk about intuitive eating, that's the intuitive part about it. When we can tune into our body and intuitively listen to the type of food that it's craving. What type of protein sounds good right now? What type of carb sounds good? What type of fat sounds good? What type of plus one sounds good? That's the intuitive part of all of this. The light structure is what helps us focus on being a health conscious person with our health goals at the forefront. That part is the one that allows us to have mental energy, clarity, and achieve whatever goals we have, whether it's with fitness or our bodies or our mental clarity because we need to achieve a goal that's important to us. I hope this podcast series found you at the right time so that you can spend less time obsessing about food and your body and more time practicing these principles of food freedom. I will just add a little caveat here. When I say this type of eating allows you to stop obsessing about food in your body, that's not to say it will be effortless, especially in the beginning. Just like any skill you have to learn, nutrition is a skill. When you're learning something that's new to you, it will require a lot of attention and effort, but ultimately, we want this to become so second nature that you don't even think about it. That's the point I'm at now. GPF is just so second nature. I'm like, oh, there's my protein, fat, and carb without me even having to really think about it at this point. That's the eventual goal, but if you are finding yourself in the beginning of learning this, having to put effort and attention into it, that's different than obsession. I just wanted to clarify that. Obsession is feeling like, okay, here's my meal. Here's what I need to eat. Here's when I need to eat it. What's my next meal going to be? It's a different type of energy, whereas you can calmly ask yourself, how can I set up this GPF meal? Let's make this fun. What do I feel like having as my protein for this meal? What do I feel like having as my vegetable? What do I feel like having as my healthy fat? Take a look at this as a fun experiment, one that you get to explore, one that's going to help you learn more about yourself, and one that's ultimately going to help you feel more in tune with your body, which allows you to have more self-trust and ultimately more self-confidence. That is my goal for you. Who knew that nutrition could be a practice in self-confidence? It is. If you have any questions at all about any part in this series about intuitive eating with light structure... Number one, you can refer to my book because it goes into a heck of a lot more detail. And number two, I am happy to answer any questions you may have. So find my podcast Instagram at Healthy Happy Podcast. Shoot me a DM. Ask me any questions you have about it. If there are enough questions about things I didn't cover, I can certainly create an FAQ episode. So please don't be shy. Always feel free to slide into my DMs and ask questions because that is where I get inspiration for podcast ideas as well. I hope you enjoyed this series. I hope you learned a lot and I hope you found actionable steps to start implementing this roadmap to food freedom. I love you so much. I'm in your corner. You got this. If I can do it, somebody who is obsessed with food and it controlled my life for most of my 20s and now I barely even think about it, you can have that too. I'm not a special unicorn, although sometimes I like to think I am. In this case, I'm not. (laughs) So please trust me, if I can do it, you can do it. I'm in your corner. I'm rooting for you. You're amazing. Thank you so much for listening to this. And thank you so much for learning that you are worth the effort. You are worth spending time and energy on. And your body is your friend. It's not your enemy. I'll leave you with that. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. 
Hey, do me a favor. If you like this episode, please head to iTunes and leave a review so more people can find the podcast. Be sure to tag me on your Instagram story so I can show you some love for listening. See you soon.